Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We watch. You're me. Jesus, you are. Lord, you were You are.
circumcision. Now, it's important to understand circumcision, you know, has a couple of meanings in Scripture, in Judaism, or in the Torah, which is the Hebrew Bible. Genesis chapter 17, one of the covenants that God made with Abram was that he and his descendants were to be circumcised, took place on the eighth day, removal of the foreskin of the penis. Now, in New Testament times, circumcision is performed a different way. Now, you know, for some uh, individuals that have a problem with that, you need to understand that even in, in science, there are ways, and Saints and I were talking about the day the teeth used to be removed long time ago. Well, you know, hundred years ago, we don't remove teeth the same way. That 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 you know. So so there, even though the same act is taking place, it takes place in different ways. There's a there's a way that people used to to go in and repair ligament damage in your knee. You know, they used to go in and give you a big scar on the inside of your on the inside or the outside of your leg. Go in there and work with them ligaments. Now they can do it orthoscopic. You know, um, you can't even hardly tell the, the, that uh, somebody's been in there. You know, the the, the procedure is the same, but the method has changed. Well, the procedure of circumcision, understanding what circumcision was, it was a sign of covenant relationship with God. Used to be on the eighth day performed on male children, foreskin of the penis removed, but now circumcision, the way you get to become the circumcised today, place your faith in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. We're going to see what the Bible has to say. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 from the New International Version. For it is we who are the circumcision. We who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. Again, Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 from the New International Version. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. We who are the circumcision, let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. We thank you tonight, Father, for everything that you have done, are doing, and are going to do. Appreciate you, Father, for the ability to work, to play, to rest, to sleep, to walk, to talk. All of these activities of our body, you have given them to us one more time told us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We appreciate you, Father, for placing healing in these mortal bodies, placing the ability to recover in these mortal bodies. We thank you, Father, for so much that you do that we cannot even comprehend or imagine, but you do them for us, your little children, on a daily, hourly, minutely, secondly basis. We appreciate you. We ask, Father, that you'll speak to us through and by your holy scriptures, speak deep into our spirit. Let there be a connection between your word and our spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus, that we may grow stronger in you. As Jesus grew in grace, wisdom, knowledge, grace, and favor with both God and men. May that be our portion tonight as well. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. God's people say amen. We who are the circumcision. Now we've talked about the Philippians some guy time ago. 
how did Paul wrote this letter to these saints while he was in prison, uh, sent it through Epaphroditus. Philippian saints were worried about Paul. And Paul revealed his love throughout his letter. Uh, but he wanted to uh, let them to know not to be worried about him. You know, Paul had a unique understanding that for him to live was Christ and to die was gain. One of the things that, that we have to come out of as children of God is the world's way of thinking about things. You know, the world's way of thinking. Now, as a believer, you know, we shouldn't be doing a whole lot of mourning when, when believers pass. You know, we ought to be rejoicing in that uh, they are in a much better place if, if they were, in fact, believers than even we are right now. You know, we, we thank God for people's lives, but we understand that everyone in your life is in your life for one of three reasons, either for a reason, for a season or for a lifetime. And a lot of times when we confuse or we mishandle or mis misunderstand why people are in our lives, we can we can run into a lot of emotional difficulties. You know, the people that are not with you right now, now it's because they were destined not to be with you right now. That was their destiny before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. So don't be tripping too much of folk that are not, not to say that they may not come back, or they may, but folk that are not with you right now, they are not destined to be with you right now. You say, Pastor, how can you say that? Because it's happening. The people that are with you right now is because they are destined to be with you right now. That may change, too. So keep in mind, everybody, and as you get closer to God and, and begin keep, continue to seek his face, you find out, Lord, are they with me for a reason, a season? For a lifetime, Paul was, you know, he was not so much concerned about his his death, but the Philippians were. Paul wanted to let them to know that, you know, don't worry about me and death. You know, that's that's part of what I'm I'm in this thing for. As children of God, we should be in this thing not so much so we can die, but we want to be in this thing so that when we do die, we will our soul will have an eternal resting. Place. We who are the circumcision. There was confusion as to what circumcision was about at this particular time in Scripture. We know that a long time ago, the covenant, Genesis 17, as we talked about earlier, how the covenant was made with Abram and his descendants, and, and you know, the eighth day had that is how you showed that you were in covenant relationship with God. But Paul said, look, in essence, that now, that was, that was right on point then, but that now is outdated. Oh, come on, children of God, we understand it. You know, I went to take one of uh, the laptops. In fact, the laptop that I'm, I'm using right now to broadcast this uh, service. Went to take it. I was going to take it to the pawn shop. A friend of mine, guy I know at the pawn shop, had a very nice laptop, did a whole lot of special stuff, had a lot of bells and whistles on it. He was going to give it to me for a very good price. So I was going to take two of the older laptops that I had, the one, in fact, the one that I'm using right now to broadcast the, the program, 
I was going to take those two down and hopefully he'd give me a trade in and take even more price off of the, the new laptop that I was, I was planning to get. But as soon as he looked at it and saw what, what operating system it, you know, hell, he said, I can't take this. So what's the problem? He said, this, this right here is, you know, it's out of date. This is out of date. In other words, the technology today and what they put on laptops is far and above that what's on this one. I can't take it. No, you know, nobody, nobody's really into that too much anymore. You say, Apostle, what's the parable? What's going on? You need to understand that circumcision of the penis, that's out of date. We who are the circumcised today, circumcision today, it's still important to be in covenant relationship with God. It's still important for me to have a laptop because much of the ministry you, many of you all that are listening from different countries, different nations, different cities, different states, different places around the world, I'm using a laptop to do it, laptop, computer, high-def camera on it. Well, it's important to have a covenant relationship with God, but the way we have covenant relationship with God is not the same way that individuals had covenant relationship with God back in the old covenant. Paul had to, you know, remember during Paul's day, people were, were having to come out of the way God used to do things and come into the new way that God was doing things. And that's, that's not always easy. You know, how many of you on your jobs, you know, you all maybe been doing something a certain way for 10 or 15 years. Then all of a sudden come in from the state or come in from the head office that you got to do things a totally different way. That's not always the easiest thing. And this is why we want to remain flexible before God. Because that was the problem that Jesus had with many of the religious leaders of his day. It's not that these people were not doing what they knew. You know, a lot of them, they were, they were trying to do what they knew and, and, and what they had been heard and what they had been told for centuries upon centuries upon centuries. Then Jesus come in with a whole new thing. And some of them did not want to get with it. Now, make no mistake about it. Some Pharisees ended up getting saved. Some Sadducees ended up getting saved, just like some Catholics or some Baptists or some all these different denominations. Individuals, you know, once individuals and God is dealing with me on this right now. God said, Robert, share this with my people. Once individuals can get past their denomination or their sectarian split, they can find Jesus. Once you get past what whatever little denomination you got, because if, if your denomination is the most important thing to you, then you're going to miss Jesus anyway. Because Jesus is not in a denomination, per se. See, Bible does not say they that are led by Catholicism are the sons of God. It doesn't say they that are led by Pentecostalism or they that are led by Baptism. They that are led by the Spirit of God. So you've got to go beyond. In order to find God, you've got to go beyond your denomination, beyond your sectarian split, beyond the little, the little beliefs of your little group, whether they are the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the Essenes or the Zealots or whatever you call yourself, you've got to go beyond that, and that's where you'll find God. God is too big for any denomination. God can't be contained by any, any little denomination, any little, any little group of folk that have gotten together. God is too big for that stuff. And that's where a lot of times folk run into trouble. Because what God will purposefully do oftentimes is he will purposefully position himself right outside the confines of, the confines of your little, your little uh, uh, belief system. He'll, get, he'll position himself. You, you all done, done boxed him in and said, all right, now this is how God operates, this is how God works, and God will purposefully come in and be right outside the box. 
And if you want to meet him, you got to come outside the box. What God has in my spirit right now, God said, remember the blind man of Bethesda. The people brought this blind man to Jesus and begged Jesus to touch him. And that's just like us. We think God got to go. We want God to do, but we want God to do like we want him to do. We want God to heal, but we want him to heal like we want him to heal. We want God, we want, we want to have a church, but we, we want to have it like we want to have it. We want to, we want to do all kinds of things. God be saying that, that, that may not be how I'm going to heal you. That may not be how I'm going to deliver you. That may not be how your marriage is going to go. That may not be how your ministry is going to go. That may, that may not be how your children going to be. May not be. May not be. So what we've got to find out is, God, how do you want this thing? Lord, how do you want this ministry? Yeah, I know men would like for me to preach on Bible study on Wednesday night and, and have worship service on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. I know men would, would like that right there. But, Lord, how, what do you, how do you want it? I know that men would like to see me in a, in a, in a suit and a tie, real, real shiny suit, shoes, and, and maybe even uh, huffing and puffing. And do, I know, but, but, Lord, how do you want? How do you want? How do you want? And what you want to do, children of God, is spend your time trying to find out and trying to accommodate how God wants. What sense does it make for you as a wife? You know your husband don't like collard greens, and every single day you cook in collard greens. Or as a husband, you know your wife is allergic to roses, and you bring her roses every time you go past the florist. What kind of craziness is that? When you love someone, you try to do that which will please them. Paul said it very well on the Damascus Road when he met Jesus. One of the first questions he asked, what shall I do, Lord? In other words, how can I please you? How can I be of service to you? How can I do that which you will find favorable? Paul had been doing that he thought God found favorable. Some of you all understand my voice, you're doing that which you think God found favorable. It ain't what you think that God, that's, this is why we get down into his word. So it's not what we think God finds favorable. It's what, what God tells us he finds favorable. And that's one of the main purposes of the Spirit of God. Circumcision, the way it was performed in the Old Covenant, you know, and was right on point. That was right on point because that was what God said. But now God is saying to be, a, to be the circumcision or to be in covenant relationship with God, now you got to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Well, if you still want to try to do it by cutting foreskin off the penis, now what you're doing is disobeying. Now, not that Christianity forbids uh, uh, circumcision. It doesn't forbid it. it you know, it's just it, 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 there are all kind of medical benefits that, that they talk about, you know, and, and, and hygiene, clean hygiene, different things. It's not that, that, that uh, Christianity forbids circumcision. But what Paul wanted people to understand was that circumcision in the flesh has nothing to do with relationship with God today. That is done another way. Look at verse 1. Paul says, Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same thing to you again. Paul says, no, that, That's not a problem. One of the things you understand, if some of you all have, that have been keeping up with this broadcast and keeping up with this ministry, you'll find some of the, some of the same similar topics that have been preached. Paul says, No problem. Why? Because God is willing to keep saying the same thing to us over and over until we get it. And then once we get it, 
God say, I still say the same thing to you over and over to keep you on it, to keep you reminded. How do you learn scripture? You keep saying the same thing over and over again. That's how you learn scripture. How did you learn your telephone number? How did you learn your address? You kept saying the same thing over and over. And that's what God wants in us. He wants the right thing repeated in us over and over and over. world do it to you. You got no problem with the world. God tried to do it to you, or one of God's leaders tried to do it to you. You think it's a cult. You think somebody's trying to control you. The world do it to you every day. Every, how, how did I know that two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun? How do I know that that's the, 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 the ingredients for a Big Mac? And that commercial, that commercial hasn't been on in, in what? I don't know, maybe 30 years. But I still remember it. Why? Because those, uh, uh, those individuals and the jingle department, those individuals in marketing, they came up with a catchy little jingle to hopefully stay with you all your life so that you buy more Big Macs. They, how did I get it? They kept how did I get it burned down in me? Every time I'm watching TV and they put that commercial up there to all be patted. Then they come back another another 15 minutes to all be patty special to all be patty lettuce cheese pickles onions on the and burnt till it get down in you. Paul says, no, it's not a problem for me to say the same thing to you over and over again because that's how you get a thing. This is why one of the reasons why the early saints, they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine on a daily basis. Why? To get themselves brainwashed with the word of God, which is what God wants us to do. Get to the place where the word of God is repeated in us over and over and over and over. God keeps saying the same thing to us over and over until you get it. The Bible forbids, Jesus forbid his disciples against vain repetitions, vain or meaningless repetitions. Understand that God's word being spoken over and over again, that's not a vain repetition. That's a powerful repetition. Some repetitions are powerful. How do you get a nail driven into a piece of wood? You've got to keep hitting it over and over and over till it get there. How do you cut a piece of wood with a, with a, with a, with a saw? You've got to keep going back and forth and back and forth until you, until you get there. Paul says it's not a problem for me to say the same thing to you again. And watch this. And it's a safeguard for you. It's a safeguard for you. You think about locking your doors. Why you keep locking your doors over and over every night? It's a safeguard for you. Why? Because you want to try to keep uh, burglars and thieves out at, at, every, every, day, every day if you can. Every day and every night. That's why you keep locking your door over and over. How many times you think you locked your door in your life? How many times you think you have, you have a click to click on your car to lock your car door going into Walmart or going into a shop? Because it's a safeguard. And I was reading on the internet a very scary thing. That thing was very, very kind of freaky to me. Some things just be kind of freaky. I watched a movie one time talking about human centipede. Very freaky. Just Some movies just leave you just, man, that's just too freaky. Just too freaky. This father, his husband and wife, had a little two-year-old daughter. And the father woke up in the night and was going to check on his daughter and a man was uh, sitting in the living room uh, holding his daughter, his two-year-old daughter. 
you know, come to find out the man was a uh, Israeli that was visiting the United States and, and uh, he had gotten drunk. He thought he was, according to him, he was going to a friend of his apartments. He had gotten real, real drunk and his friend stayed in the compound and he went in that place by mistake. He thought the baby was a midget and all kind of things. According to him, there was no sexual activity or anything, but he took, he told her, he told the father when the father saw him, you picture that two, three o'clock in the morning, you get up and go in your living room and there's a strange man in there holding your little two-year-old, your two-year-old baby. Man, that, I mean, that thing just freaked me out. I'm like, come on now, whole lot of stuff, but that's freaky. Said the, the man looked at him and said, I'm, I'm your friend. And threw the baby on the couch, and immediately the father, he and the father started fighting for about 10 minutes. And uh, the guy uh, broke out of there, uh, found his way, broke out of the house, ran downstairs. And the father ran after him and, and held him until, until uh, I think the wife called the police or something like that. Well, this is why we lock our doors. This kind of stuff. We don't want that kind of stuff. And we'll watch. How many times will you lock your doors to keep that kind of thing? from happening is there any number that that will stop you from is like if somebody is there any number that's too many times of locking your door at night to stop no we don't want that kind of thing paul says saying the word of god being said to you over and over again it's a safeguard just like locking your door keep enemies and keep strange characters out the word of god coming at you and being said to you over and over and over help keep Satan, his his devil, and his angels out. I guarantee you, under the sound of my voice, for those of you, you know, you speaking the word of God, you standing on the word of God, you preaching the word of God, you stop doing that for a while. Start speaking and talking in the flesh and watch a whole lot of jokers all of a sudden just start coming around you. Just watch. All of a sudden, they'll, they'll start coming around you. Why? Because demonic spirits and, and the forces of darkness, they know they know when the word of God is not being being preached and when the word of God is not being spoken and the word of God is not being so they start coming. You you take you know, there's a saying I think it is in, in, in Africa that, that hot food flies don't what is it? A fly a fly don't land on a on a on a hot skillet or or a hot or hot hot food. They won't land on it. But you let that food cool down and all of a sudden Flies will come and start start landing on, and that's much the same. You must find to cool down in your faith, cool down in your in your zeal for God, cool down in your walk with God, and watch and see. Don't you see a bunch of fly like jokers? And that's that's one of the words terms used in the scripture. Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. Watch a whole bunch of stuff just start coming around you. God, we talk about God being a shield and a buckler. You need to understand that God's word coming up out of you and, and being dwelt upon a bit, it keeps a lot of nonsense away from you. Nonsensical people. Nonsensical. Just keep, just keep a lot of stuff away. Paul says it's a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. Now, those dogs that Paul is talking about, there were a group of individuals that were saying that you had to be circumcised. Physically. You had to get the foreskin of your penis cut off in order to have right relationship with God. Paul called them dogs. Why? Because that false doctrine was so dangerous and it was so far off the truth. Paul called them dogs. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers. Why? Because that's, that's, that's uh, false doctrine. Those mutilators. Mutilators, Paul said, look, not that circumcision is bad, but if you're trying to do circumcision in order to get in the right relationship with God, all you're doing is mutilating the flesh. You're just cutting yourself. You're just cutting up, cutting up flesh. 
or it is we who are the circumcision. Who is the we? Those of us who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ. Those of us who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, we have placed our trust in him. We have received the spirit of God. We, have received, we are the circumcision. Paul said we're the ones, we're the ones that, that's doing circumcision right. I got a friend of mine that injured his, injured his leg real, real bad and uh, went to one doctor that doesn't have the best of reputations. And doctor, you know, he had injured his leg very, very bad. And the doctor, the first doctor that went in, didn't do didn't do the best of jobs. And uh, took him, taking him a very, very long time to get healed up. And I told him a long time ago, I said, what's going to happen? Because he started going to one of the best uh, hospitals in the country. And I said, now, what's going to end up happening? The Lord had already placed in my spirit. I said, what's going to end up happening? They're going to end up having to go in and basically fix the mistakes that that first doctor had made. See? And come to find out, and I happened to be with him the last time that, that we went down there to see these doctors. And at first, they weren't talking about going back in. But I told him, I said, man, the Lord done already showed me. They're going to have to go in. And they're going to have to basically fix what that other doctor messed up. And while we were on the way back, he was planning to go back up for some more, you know, for the doctor to take a look at it. And the doctor had the nurses call and tell him, look, we want to schedule surgery. And I saw his countenance drop a little bit, you know. But I, in my spirit, I was like, I told you that a long time ago. This is why we want to get things, try to get things right the first time so that, you know, somebody don't have to come in and 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 redo what we done messed up these you know circumcision you know being in covenant relationship with god paul said look you know these these mutilators of the flesh you know but here's how this thing is to be let me let's let's fix that paul won't come in with sound doctrine and fix what what he was calling these mutilators of the flesh had messed up gotta fix it gotta fix it because people people's faith was being uh, people were being confused. People didn't know what was the right thing to do. See, Paul said, look, you don't place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't, you've received the Holy Spirit. You are the circumcision. Peter, Peter, Paul, Paul said, look, for it is we who are the circumcision. Not these characters running out here trying to cut the foreskin off your penis. We're the circumcision. We're the ones that's in covenant relationship with God. We're the ones that's doing this thing like God that God wants. And see, that's where you got to be careful in, in your walk with God, because a lot of times doing this thing just like God won't, it's not going to be a whole lot of folk. Oftentimes, it's going to be a whole lot of folk that's doing this thing just the opposite of the way God wants. And if you're not careful, you start to start be like, man, you know, the masses, you know, maybe maybe I need to get with the masses. Paul said, no, nah, we don't need to get with no masses. We are the circumcision. You, you all that are saved, that are sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, you right on point. We who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. Keep in mind, flesh is anything you can do uh, uh, without basically uh, God's spirit. Now, there's some things that you and I can't do without God's spirit. There's some things that we can do without God's spirit. Cutting the foreskin off our penis, we don't need Spirit of God to do that. All we need is a sharp knife. But worshiping God in spirit and in truth, you need the Holy Spirit for that. 
being able to operate in, in spiritual gifts, you need the Holy Spirit. It, having love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, self you need you need the Spirit of God for that. So there are those who worship God in spirit and in truth, and there are those who worship God in flesh. That which you can do without the Holy Spirit, that's that's flesh. But that which you can only do through the Holy Spirit, that's the Spirit. That is. And we put no confidence in the flesh. God wants us to a place where we put no confidence in the flesh. We're not, we're not uh, uh, proud of stuff we can do w without the Spirit of God. That, that's, Paul called it dung. Ah, that's manure. That's a bunch of garbage. Putting on a suit and tie, we can do that without the Spirit of God. Healing the sick, we can't do that without the Spirit of God. Keeping a bunch of noise, we can do that without the Spirit of God. Listening attentively and applying the Word of God to our life, we can't do that without the Spirit of God. So, so as you as you walk with God, as you you see things and experience things constantly in your being. You need to be hearing from God. Is that spirit or is that what? Flesh. Is that being done by the spirit or is that being done by the flesh? May God continue to bless you, children of God. Heaven smile on each of you. Uh, Sunday night. Technically, you know, donations and contributions should have been in on Sunday, the first day of the week. But uh, let's get them on in, children of God, and the Lord will bless you real good. Since you can reach us through email at Church at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.rchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes. And 96 p.m. daily on talk show call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. As recast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you in heaven, smiling you in Jesus' name. Amen. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus